What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 73 this week. Oh, inching closer and closer to 100. 73. I mean, think about that, dude. 27 away. I know. 100. I know. 100. It's insane. <sighs> it is crazy. I love it though. I love it. We love coming back every week to talk the latest industry news, box office predictions, all that good shit. This week, man, oh, a lot of streaming news. Freaking people are leaving their companies, new CEOs being appointed to companies because of different shit just happening all over in the industry. I mean, two big things happening. Netflix gets an original content guy taken away by Disney and just a whole bunch of other shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you find it funny, though? 73 weeks we've been doing this show. Okay, so over a year. All right, over a year. One thing has not changed. From episode one Mm -hmm. to episode 73, Disney and Netflix have been in every episode. Facts. I mean, (laughs) you can tell who's moving the industry. It's Disney and Netflix because for 73 straight weeks we've been talking about them. Yeah. That is insane. It really is. That it is really insane. is. Well, your hosts for this show are myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What up? Oh, man. We have a great show for you guys this week. But first, we just wanted to plug this such delicious, oh, this cheesecake place we found in Upland, California. Sweet Obsession Cheesecakes. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at cheesecake wasted and man that's what they get you honestly. oh d- dude like honestly you know if you guys followed us from 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 down on the gulf coast and everything like I, i'm a foodie yeah i got j-lo hooked and we we, we like it. this dude is on a tear with burgers let me yeah, just say i'm just saying but anyway we like to go check out new places mm-hmm. and new food and this cheesecake place oh my gosh y'all such delicious oh I what, mean, what'd you get what, i what got kind the, you get? like the reese's cup cheesecake and like oh melted in my mouth it, <laughs> it like literally i mean and i got are you ready for this beer and pretzel beer and beer pretzel. and pretzel cheesecake yes it exists it does it exists. and you said you could actually taste like it was like guinness or something right yes oh, it man. was made with guinness beer and you could actually taste that yeah yeah so it, crazy it's, and dude the, let's just say it the slices mm-hmm. are massive. They are. We couldn't. You guys were sharing one yeah. and couldn't finish it. Exactly. Two people couldn't finish a slice. I definitely could not finish a slice. Yeah. Uh, they have great coffee. Yeah. The atmosphere, mm-hmm. like the inside of this place is just, you want to go and hang out. Exactly. It, it's a place where you can just, I mean, have a great I conversation. Know. The nicest staff, honestly. Oh, yeah. Huge shout out to Chantil Cole. Her, uh, that's the owner and her staff. They were just the nicest people ever when we walked in there. Guys. Upland, California. It's in the Inland Empire. It's uh, by Ontario, not too far outside of LA. But trust me, it's worth the drive. Go to this shop. Yeah, what, seriously. And what's the name? What's what's their hashtag? Because it's the best. <laughs> hashtag cheesecake wasted. Wasted, and you are wasted yeah, after honestly. you after you eat a slice. You are on such a high. It might be a sugar rush. Yeah, I don't know, you know, but you are high and you are feeling good. Cheesecake <laughs> wasted. Go try these people out there. Amazing. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Well, let's get started with some industry news. Like we said. It's all about streaming this week and one of the biggest and most streamed shows by Netflix ever and especially the past couple weeks is When They See Us, the limited series about the Parkland uh, jogger that who was raped in the Central Park 5, I believe it was yep, called, right? Central Park 5, yep. Oh man, this is such a crazy story, but it was getting viewed by over 23 million accounts, Netflix accounts worldwide, and it's the most... Uh, watched limited series 
and North America ever. Yeah, ever. And yeah, it just these 23 million accounts worldwide over the past 13 days. So just over two weeks. Yeah. I mean, look, anybody who knows the story of, of the Central Park Five, these five wrongfully accused guys mm -hmm. that basically were, you know, has spent so much time in prison for the rape of, of, of this jogger. And it's an amazing story. It was big when it happened. It's yeah. big now. I think Netflix is not scared to touch on the controversies. Yeah, we saw that with seriously. Ted Bundy uh, and the Ted Bundy tapes and the new movie with Zac Efron and, mm -hmm. and Lily Collins. They're not scared to touch on these. They're not. Um, and, and I think they're doing a brilliant job. Yeah. Now, we should say it doesn't come without controversy because what's true. Netflix without some controversy? Exactly. 13 Reasons Why. I mean, they're always getting it. But, you know, good or bad press, it's mm -hmm. press. And I'm sure they, they don't mind. No. Uh, both the arresting officer and the prosecutor have watched the, the series and say that it is full of inaccuracies and downright lies, mm -hmm. which... I mean, what else are they going to say? Exactly, <laughs> Honestly. which is basically how the Netflix and the show uh, creators responded. Yeah. What else are you going to say? Exactly. I, and even the director came out on Twitter and was like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then, like... My thing is, is if it's all lies and inaccuracies, then why so many of the people involved after seeing the series have stepped down or resigned exactly. or retired? Exactly. I'm just saying because it, it's yeah. it's one of those things that I'm just going to go out on the record now and say I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Netflix touched on the whole Felicity Huffman, Lori Loughlin mm. school scandal. Yeah, honestly. They seem to be going these ways yeah. and about these true stories and all that. I yeah. would not be surprised at all. Sarandos, give us a call. Yeah, we'll help seriously, you about we'll help these out, huge like uh, trials and events. I mean, and OJ. Like, and OJ. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they touched on that one either. No, no, especially now that he's back on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of Twitter, I'm sure this, you know, the, it was the most streamed over the last, but I'm mm -hmm. betting it was probably one of the most uh, trended oh, and bet. retweeted yeah. uh, things on, because I've, when they see us was everywhere on my Twitter yeah, feed it was for like too. equally about the the past two weeks. So yeah. I bet I bet it did pretty well on Seriously. social media as well. And I mean, plus we want to promote it because it's produced by our very own lovely. Well, not our very own lovely, but we love her, Oprah. Oprah, uh, yeah, of Oprah. course, yeah. yeah. And she uh, also hosted like a documentary type thing about it too. I believe where she interviewed some people. So I mean, she's really following along in this case and. It's just crazy. Like, it, it is, is crazy. crazy. It is crazy. Oprah, they love her in Vancouver too, apparently. She was in Vancouver. Mm. Huge crowds. Yeah. Everybody loves Oprah. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Oprah, come on the show. And sticking with Netflix and Oprah's friend, George Clooney is the next big star to come over to Netflix. He's set to star and direct in this sci-fi thriller titled Good Morning Midnight, and it's a post-apocalyptic narrative. Oh, I'm... I'm pretty excited about this one. He is supposed to be like this lonely scientist in the Arctic, and he's supposed to help the spacecraft come home to Earth. And it's going to be written by the same guy who wrote Relevant with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark L. Smith, who's going to adapt this screenplay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Because that film for me was like a great example of filmmaking yeah. and traditional filmmaking. So if the same crew comes on board, that'd be badass. That would be badass, especially again since it's set in the Arctic and and exactly. you know the, the lighting techniques and I mean that would be Yeah, I can just see it in my head now. I mean cuz with the relevant it was such that blue tone, that cold I, it's going to be the same as the Arctic. Yeah, like, they actually for anybody who doesn't know, no lights were used in that. It was all natural lighting. So awesome. It's so incredible and you know, he's worked with them before, mm -hmm. you know, on uh, the space movie he did with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it could be possible that, that, that we see that. And I hope so, because, 
you know, I'm okay with Clooney. Yeah. Clooney is in my book. If you guys listen to the show in the past, and he's like Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'm not a huge Clooney fan, but yeah. I, I tend to like his movies. His movies, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just in that book. So, but if it could do something really awesome with the filmmaking, yeah. kind of be like, you know, I would, I would be, I'm excited for this one. The story sounds fantastic. Yeah. Because, I mean, the first thought is, why are these guys stuck in outer space? Exactly. Why is he trying to, you know, contact mm-hmm. them? And, and yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. Definitely. Definitely. I can't wait. And I mean, Netflix, they're trying to get everything right, or at least Netflix filmmakers are trying to get everything right. Martin Scorsese says he's not going to show The Irishman until it is perfectly all the way done. Now, it's supposed to follow Al Pacino and De Niro, like, all the way from since they were young until they're old. So, you know, that new CGI technology, he's trying to make sure every wrinkle is away when they're 23 or whatever. They don't have wrinkles around their eyes. Right, right. And apparently he he saw some footage, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he just, he wants to make sure, he's a perfectionist because he's, he's, he loves the art of filmmaking, right. but for him, it, it's very particular. And you guys have seen this technology. I mean, come exactly. on, I, you know, Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. Avengers and so many different movies who are de-aging people, and yeah. it's incredible what they can do. But apparently, he was watching some stuff, and he wants to make sure all the way down to just like, you know, when you start to develop wrinkles around your eyes, the shape of your eyes change yeah. because you know you'll get that little droop of, or a bag exactly. under your eye, or so he's literally like. Does his eye look the same as it did 30 years ago, right. but we just added wrinkles, or did we actually change the the shape of his eye? Right. Because that's how it, you know. So he's he's going that intricate in detail to make sure that. And his excuse was, we've seen the older versions of De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. You know these younger audiences. That's all they know. Yeah. So he doesn't want them to go. Well, that's not what you know they right. look like. So it, it's that detailed. Yeah. So. You know, long story short, it's going to miss the early festivals. Yeah. New York Film Festival, Telluride, it's going to miss those. Yeah. It might make an appearance in the later festivals. But, I mean, I, I kudos to him because yeah. he just doesn't want to put out something that's not ready to yeah. be put out. He did that with Hugo mm-hmm. in the New York Film Festival, and he got hammered. It's yeah. like, oh, and he kept trying to say, it's not finished right. yet. It's not that. That's not what the final product's going to look. And I get that he does not want to do that again. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And I mean, you know Netflix just wants to show this thing off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If Yeah. I mean... You know the history with cans and like all the different yeah. cans doesn't want to show it if it's not going to be released theatrically right, and all right. that. So we should say in that note that Scott Stuber, uh, the head of original film production uh, for Netflix, has said that he are they are meeting with distributors and that there looks like they're going to go with the same release plan as they did Roma. Yeah, which we all saw how that worked out. Did phenomenal, got Oscar nominations and yeah. won a few Oscars. Yeah. And so that's their plan. Yeah. It, it looks like that window of release in indie theaters and then streaming at the same time is the way yeah. they're going to go with this. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I know one thing's for sure. It's going to be better than Roma. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> going to be. I'm not a fan. Uh, not a fan. Just saying. I'm sorry. You know, I, I just, just don't, don't understand. understand. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't get the. I mean, nothing against you know, Karan, the filmmakers, the the all the actors. Right. I'm sure, they're all wonderful people and skilled at their crafts. And I, I just didn't see the phenomena of the movie. Yeah. I I I I didn't. Yeah. And I think the Irishman. I mean, come on, you're talking Scorsese with De Niro and Pacino. It's like Godfather 2.0. Right. It has to get Oscar nominated. Exactly. I mean, I can't imagine it doesn't. Exactly. 
Well, I mean, it always goes back for me. It has to be entertaining. Like, yes, it's an art film, but it has to be entertaining for the viewer. And if it's not entertaining for this particular viewer, then, oh, well, it happens sometimes, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go yes, because I had to turn off Roma yeah. three or four times. Like, I couldn't get all the way through it in one sitting. Yeah. I know that sounds awful. I'm going to get hammered for that. But it just – and there were some things in there that just – for me weren't necessary yeah there was literally this scene in roma where this guy is like showing off his kung fu skills with the staff and everything completely naked what the hell in front of his you know girlfriend or yeah. something that he had just slept with or whatever and who's the main character in, mm. in, in the film and it was like 10 or 12 minutes yeah just this just really why? long awkward <laughs> scene that like i'm like what is this doing to move the right. story forward. Uh, what I, I just for me, I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. So I gracious. Scorsese, you're a you're a genius. I'm if you're holding off to get it right, get it right, I think it's gonna be happy. Yeah. I think yeah. It's gonna, and Honestly. Netflix, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. They will. They will. But I mean speaking of moving forward, the office is moving forward uh onto NBC Universal streaming service whenever that's expected to come out. It's but the office is expected to come off of Netflix Sometime in 2020, the latest 2021. Now, this is a cult phenomenon. It's like another Friends. It's like another Seinfeld or Cheers. So I know a lot of people are upset about this, but you can still watch it for free. But it will have ads on it. Just letting you know. It will. And Netflix lets you know. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix said you can continue to binge watch it all you want now, ad free. Ad free. That was literally yeah. their response in a tweet to it coming off of yeah. Netflix, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. And and anybody, I don't know if you guys have Hulu or any any of those things where you have an ad just in the middle, like it. And it's sometimes annoying. it's like in the middle of like the best scene, yeah. and it'll like cut it off. Yeah. And I'm like, no. What so the hell? Netflix wants to remind everybody that's not the case with them. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I thought that was – and, yeah, man, The Office, it's, it's another huge loss. Mm-hmm. But we knew this was coming. Exactly. We've been talking about this. We literally predicted this a year ago. Exactly. That they were going to start losing their licensed content when all these other people came out with their streamers. Yeah. And, I mean, look at the amount of people that have come off The Office. Mm-hmm. I mean, Krasinski exactly. and Steve Carell and, like, all of these people. Exactly. Um. Yeah, it's just – it's crazy the amount of stars that that show produced. And I wonder – Does anybody know? I wonder how it's going to affect the original. Because didn't Netflix at one point also show the the Ricky Gervais, uh, the British version, right? So I don't know if that means that also or what. Um, But yeah, guys, get used to it. Netflix is is, is losing content, and and your beloved shows are going somewhere else. I really wonder how many people, how many subscribers are going to leave after the loss of The Office and the loss of Friends. Well, look, I mean, we saw that one, right? More than half said that they would leave when yeah, friends leaves and so go crazy. find it where wherever it goes yeah so if that's accurate i mean you know in these poll there's they, they sample like a thousand people of course so uh, you know and netflix has got tens of millions of yeah, subscribers exactly. so but if if accurate if it kind of holds up i mean that they're gonna feel it put it yeah. that way they're gonna feel agreed. it when it first happens yeah. regardless agreed so we'll see we'll keep track of that and uh yeah another show uh speaking of you know fans and mm-hmm. fighting and you know broken hearted uh lucifer fans will yeah continue to be broken hearted yeah um they uh the creator of the show has told them affectionately while he appreciates all the support mm-hmm. of the online swelling once again to save the show and if you're not familiar 
Lucifer started off on Fox, mm-hmm. was canceled. The fans went crazy, started an online campaign. Successful. Netflix picked it up for a season four, then announced a season five. Mm-hmm. But they have announced that's it. Season five is it. Mm-hmm. So the fans went crazy again. Like, yeah. hey, we did it before. Let's do it again. Let's save the show. Yeah. It's not happening. Ugh. Creator came out and said, guys, not happening. Yeah. We had meetings with Warner Brothers and Netflix. We've all decided this is a a great run. It's an epic way to end the show. We're all satisfied. Not happening. And he's basically told the fans, just move on. Right. After season, enjoy season five. Yeah. But your campaign will not work. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, some of these people were never seen before. So maybe they have offers for other projects. So that also comes into, into play. So, I mean... It happens, guys. It happens. It, it happens. And five years is a good run. Yeah. Nowadays, five years exactly. is a good run. Um, Honestly. So, but I really like, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time, but, you know, because we, we're friends with the Scorpion campaign and the Save Daredevil campaign and all the Marvel shows and everything. What they did right, I feel like, is they put it out there mm-hmm. definitively. No. Yeah. The, you're not leaving all these fans on these campaigns trying to save the show hanging like, right. will they, won't they, will they, won't. No. The answer no. is no, exactly. we will not. So I, kudos to them for doing that yeah. and giving the fans at least a definitive, this is the end. Exactly. And to do that also gives the writers and the showrunners, this is it. Yeah. So they can wrap it exactly. effectively. Unlike some shows that were canceled out of the blue and you, can, you didn't get an ending. Agreed. This one, you know, you'll get an ending. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's what we heard about Jessica Jones, too. They knew they were going to get canceled. Right. So they ended it right. Right. So. Exactly. And we should clear that up. The whole misconception of social media and fans. When she said, you know, a revival's not going to happen yeah. and that she's okay with it and that she doesn't see it, you know, people went nuts saying she doesn't want to play Jessica Jones anymore because yeah. the way she worded it kind of sounded like yeah. that. She did come out and quickly clarify she would play Jessica Jones again in a heartbeat, yeah. but she doesn't feel like that's going to happen anytime yeah. soon and she's ready to move on. Yeah. That's all she meant by that. Yeah. You got to be careful with these. Right. Things. You, you got to, yeah, how you, you word know, some things. Game of Thrones the guy is like all over the how fans and the, the internet have changed fandom. Yeah. You know, now you got to be careful what you say because you know boom it's crazy and i mean but um for that i feel like it's been three seasons in the past six or seven years yeah i mean that's a long time i if i was her i'd want steady work i want to have a paycheck coming in sure every once in a while (laughs) sure i mean it's totally understandable i mean these streaming things they're all up and down yeah and and, i mean you never know what you're gonna get but exactly everybody's learning everybody's learning yeah oh man but (laughs) disney is learning real quick. <laughs> Honestly, they hire former Netflix director of original films, Matt Broadley. Broadley, whatever you want to say. Uh, he is taking <laughs> over the senior vice president role for the international content development. Now, as we know, Netflix has been huge international. Yeah, so absolutely. This is going to be huge for Disney Plus. Absolutely. Even going so far as to create original content specifically Just for, for them, the yeah. international markets that they air in. Um, I don't know if Disney's going to go that far right out of the gate. Right. But Netflix definitely was ahead of the game, knowing that the international market with their streaming services where they needed to go. Yeah. Um, because they they saw you know you can only take it so far domestically. You've got to integrate into the right. foreign market. Um, so this is going to be a huge help for Disney. Now, where Disney's ahead of the game and where Netflix wasn't is that Disney's name recognition worldwide, it's one of the most recognizable yeah, brands exactly. in the world and uh, one of the most beloved 
uh, brands in the world. Yeah. So they've got that going for them. Now they just needed somebody who kind of had the knowledge of how to get the streamers into these markets yeah. where they're so beloved. And this is the guy. Yeah. Um, it's the back and forth. We talked about this a year ago too. You guys, we're so ahead of the game. Know, you got to right? you got to be listening. We knew the cherry picking was going to come. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, well, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. Well, then we're going to take this guy. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, well, we're going to take exactly. this guy. And we're seeing it every week. Every week there's an announcement of somebody leaving one company to go to the other company Honestly. or they're doing this or they're doing that. And I mean, guys, that, that's going to be happening for months. Agreed. Maybe maybe a couple of years because yeah. you, you're going to see them jump and ship to go to the other one because everybody's going to need somebody exactly. to do what everybody's trying to do. This is a smart move, in my opinion, though. Like I said, they have the brand mm-hmm. awareness. They have the brand recognition. Yep. They needed somebody with the knowledge to penetrate the international market. And this guy will bring it. And I think it's a loss for Netflix. I think it's a gain for Disney Plus. Yeah. And we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm trying to like predict the future for when the end of the streaming wars would be. And honestly, I feel like it's going to continue on for the next couple of years. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's been going on. Well, like at the top of the show we talked about, we're, we're nearly a year and a half in, and we have literally talked about Disney and Netflix plus the other streamers the entire year and a exactly. half we've been, uh, we've been doing this. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably – especially when they all start hitting. Exactly. And the competition starts actually ramping up. Exactly. You know we're going to be talking about it. Definitely. So th- this is going to be really, really – into and i'm just going to put a prediction out there because uh, disney and china not always on the same page yeah you know china likes to make a whole bunch of changes yeah. and different things to the movies and since they've been funneling in so much financing mm-hmm. for movies they kind of have a lot of control yeah. disney doesn't always like to to curtail to that yeah so i'm just going to go out and say i want to keep an eye on this Disney Plus streaming service in China. Yeah. Will it be censored? Yeah. Will they make them make changes? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's go- we're going to have to really watch that to see what Iger and the guys do there because yeah. that's going to be one of those areas. Netflix? Uh, yeah, you know they're going to be like watching Disney's down, uh, like hurt their shortcomings yeah. and try to capitalize yeah, on absolutely. that. Absolutely. So this is definitely something. I just wanted to put that out there because if you get, go back, read some stories about China and Disney and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now this next one, I'm honestly surprised, but it'll be interesting to see how they attack it. Uh, director Taka Watiti, I think you say, um, he's going to take a crack at the Flash Gordon and it's going to be an animated film. Now, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. It'd be much better if it's kind of like a TV-14 animated film. I, I think. definitely think yeah. that. The, the, the cult film that everybody, I think, has seen, Yeah, uh, it's referenced in, in current movies. You yeah. know, Ted and, and Michael Rosenbaum brings it up all the time yeah. in his stuff. I mean, honestly, um, Ted's the only reason why I know uh, anything yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, yeah, it, it's reintegrated itself into current pop culture. Yeah. It's a pop culture, you know, cult hit for sure. Um, but it was... It, it, as campy as it was, there was a lot of adult humor in it. A yeah. lot of adult, and I feel like if you don't do that with the cartoon, you, you might be missing the boat on it. Yeah. So, um, and I think there's a go back and watch Thor Ragnarok. There's yeah. a lot of adult humor yeah, in, in there, there that if you're paying attention, it's coming. Exactly. You know, and I think you know Watiti does a great job of blending action and comedy and legit storyline, and then also thrown in some zingers that exactly. like if you're not paying attention you might miss kind of a thing so if he does that i think this could be a huge hit for disney yeah i, I really do honestly honestly and uh, the reason why i feel like it'd be even more 
uh, as a, an adult animated movie is because it's part of the Fox. It's part of the Disney Fox like yeah. thing. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing Hulu. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, this is not something you're putting under the Disney brand. No, I, I wouldn't think. No. Um, agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. We shall see, man. I I, I don't know. I yeah. mean. Now, something you will see under the Disney brand, of course, is uh, the, apparently because of. I mean, this seems to be their trend now. They're taking all of their animated classics and making them live action. That's true. And That's the next true. one is Little Mermaid. Yep. Melissa McCarthy. Oh man. They announced she's going to be Ursula. What Ursula? I, see, I feel like she would play the character perfect. But my question is. Where's the new movies? I want to see something new. Yeah, I'm tired uh, of the old stories. Agreed. Agreed. And these have been iffy for, for yeah. Disney. They haven't been automatic hits. No. Dumbo, did, pardon the pun, did not fly no. well with box office audiences. Not. It did not. So, and yet, I mean, it made decent money. Yeah. But in, in, in Disney terms, it just it did not yeah so and i don't know what that was about i think that might have been the director and cinematographer decision because tim burton taking on a disney film I, it's gonna be darker and i think that's probably why a lot of people didn't really like it and they also felt like uh, i'm seeing all this from twitter they also felt like that the story was kind of misconstrued to where it was just more about the family and less about the actual elephant. Right, so. which, I mean, Dumbo was about Dumbo and his mom. Yeah. And, and that aspect, and not the people around right. Dumbo. Yeah. And, I mean, and for me, too, I thought it was, and we've talked about this, Tim Burton, of course, but yeah. it, it was kind of dark. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, Dumbo's always been an uplifting kind of... hearted yeah. Much like Bambi, it has its moments right. where there are sad things. Of course. But overall, a happy tone. And just even the way this was shot, mm -hmm. in my opinion, was, was very dark. Yeah. And, you know, the cinematography and the lighting and just the feel to it. Yeah. I, and I didn't see it, but just in the trailers yeah. and the previews. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. You can't do that no. with uh, Little Mermaid. No. It now, needs to be bright and colorful. It needs, honestly, I need to compare it to Aquaman. It needs to be like that. Okay, see, that's so we spend way too much time. Together. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Is Aquaman? Do you think that Aquaman's success maybe played into this? And I, and I'll, here's why I tell you why. I see the opportunity with the 3D for yeah. the live action Little Mermaid Agreed. because if you didn't see Aquaman in 3D, you missed out. Seriously. It was brilliant. But all of the colors and characters underwater in mm -hmm. Aquaman were brilliant. Agreed. So if you can bring this same type element and look and feel to the underwater yeah. world of Little Mermaid, you could have a huge hit if done well. Agreed. The production designers and, and the people involved in the making and visuals of this film are going to be key. Agreed. Um, so we should say... Uh, that um, Melissa McCarthy, not the only one to rumored to be attached. Mm. They also said that Aquafina and oh. Jacob Tremblay oh, are um, attached to this film. Uh, Aquafina is apparently in talks to be the bird friend Scuttle. Everybody yeah. knows who Scuttle is. Yeah. And Jacob Tremblay for Flounder, oh. which I can totally yeah. see Jacob Tremblay as I Flounder. I can too, definitely. Um, so it's a great cast yeah. so far. Um, my thing is... Ariel, yeah, who is going to be? Because that's going to be huge casting. Exactly, huge casting. Exactly. Um, I mean, going just going off the top of my head, I'm thinking redheads, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. Mm. But then, yeah, do you go younger because you have so many 
up-and-coming actors that can play that part. I mean, I feel like the girl from um, Five Feet Apart would be good as well. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I forget her name at the moment. And you know who else would be really good? Um, it, it, what is it? Madeline Petch from Riverdale. Yeah. The redhead from Riverdale. Yeah. She, she would be a really interesting that. choice. Yeah, agreed. We know she can sing. Yeah, she so, can. I mean, so, I mean, there, there's that. Wow. I feel like whoever they cast is going to have to be able to yeah. belt out tunes. Agreed. Um, so that would be really interesting. Uh, and I like because they saw, I felt like they saw from the Jungle Book, the ones that have music in them, you need to put music in them because John Favreau's Jungle Book, it didn't have any of the songs in it. Right. So I like how in the newer live action films that they're putting the songs back into them. Well, and even John Favreau maybe caught that because Lion King, apparently the, the songs are there. There's yeah, even exactly. Elton John's even writing a couple of new songs exactly. for it. Uh, and come on, Beyonce and Donald Glover I rumored know. to be singing, that's you know, be badass, uh, like. a new version of of the famous theme song. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is going to be uh, into it. it all, it's also going to come down to who's going to direct it. Exactly. Who's going to be? I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. Agreed. And for anybody out there who doesn't know, Disney, you know, they base these characters on other people yeah you know uh just you know some jeopardy knowledge for people who like <laughs> to play jeopardy you know throw this out there tuck it away um ariel was designed and based on Alyssa milano oh, wow when it first came out yeah um and for anybody who doesn't know tinkerbell based on marilyn monroe really so disney has a, 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 a you know a history of yeah. basing these animated characters on real people yeah and um so the choice that they pick for ariel clearly can't be Alyssa milano but right. it's gonna have to be somebody along those lines i think so yeah. we'll see yeah. this is definitely interesting news yeah seriously seriously and i mean speaking of interesting news how would you think uh, Henry Cavill would tackle Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> That's a mm. big, bulky motherfucker for to be that Sherlock Holmes. That is a big Holmes. dude, and he's bulked up even more for for the new role. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that, I don't picture Sherlock Holmes looking like that. No. Now and. Uh, I had, I just have to say Sherlock Holmes is kind of this like very reserved, very smart yet somewhat awkward mm-hmm. kind of a guy in my opinion. Yeah. I thought you know, you know uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's version yeah, is brilliant. Agreed. Even Downey Jr.'s yeah. who's a bit more com- you know confident yeah. and a bit more action oriented still has his awkward moments agreed. or whatever. Superman, I mean, I just, <laughs> I know. you know, Cavill's this know. big, huge guy, so they need to be real careful or it's going to come off like Clark Kent exactly. attempting to do Sherlock Holmes, exactly. which could Agreed. be a disaster. Agreed. We're talking about legendary entertainment, Enola Holmes, with starring Millie Bobby Brown. Henry Cavill has been signed on to be Sherlock Holmes, who is her brother, and Helena Bowman Carter is signed on to be the mother of the two. Right. So, I mean... The only drawback I feel like this film might have is RDJ Sherlock Holmes film. That is the third one, which is apparently moving forward. Right. So, right. I don't and that's know. a popular franchise. Exactly. So, I'm I a mean, huge fan of those, honestly. So then it leads to the question of will Henry and, and Helena just be more of a supporting now you see me, now you don't. That's what and I'm it thinking. focuses completely on Enola. Yeah. Because if not, yeah, you're gonna get the comparisons of Benedict's, you know, I mean, the Benedict series is huge. Exactly. Huge. And the RDJ uh-huh. film series is really popular. So you're going to get the comparisons to those exactly. if it's not focused on Enola. Agreed. Which we haven't seen before. Agreed. So if you're going to do it, because we all see if, if the focus is on Sherlock. Yeah. 
Will Ferrell, just ask Will Ferrell oh, yeah. how well that worked. I mean, that oh, was goodness. a new take on uh, Sherlock, yeah. but it fucking bombed. But so it was so bad. I mean, honestly, I I want to compare this to like a Nancy Drew type thing mm. with um, Julia Roberts' niece. What, right, right, Emma, Emma Roberts. Roberts yeah. yeah. So hopefully it's like that, less dark, more family friendly, like PG. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean. Like Millie Bobby Brown, she's entering into the film world. We'll just saw her in Godzilla, and I mean, she's killing it on Stranger Things. But I'm just hoping she doesn't leave behind Stranger Things because Netflix needs Stranger Things. They do, and well, I think Netflix knows it too. If you if you're in the L.A. area, you've seen they've basically Everywhere. taken over the town. Yeah, I mean, it's become the the Netflix Hawkins, town. Yeah. yeah, it's become Hawkins. Everywhere you look, <laughs> you see Hawkins yeah. billboards. Um, so yeah, I think Netflix knows. But you can't, I mean, these kids are growing up and they're making the transition. And I mean, they can't be playing kids forever in Hawkins. So I don't know. It's scary, man. It truly is. But a scary one that's not so scary. Um, Ghostbusters, the 2020 film that's coming up with all the original cast. Well, most of the original cast, besides the people who passed away, uh, has signed on Paul Rudd to the project, who I think is absolutely perfect to be in this film. Yes. Paul Rudd has got to be one of the single best doing it in the game today. I know. And I think he's also one of the most underrated. Agreed. I was so glad to see him get the critical acclaim in the Ant-Man and Avengers movies Agreed. because I think he's been deserving that for a long for time. For years. Um, he, he is a brilliant comedian, but he's also a brilliant actor. He is. And I think he's been able to prove that over the last few movies. Exactly. And I'm ho- I think he's just, yeah, I think he's a brilliant casting choice. And yeah. we've been talking about this. Who is he? Exactly. Is he going to be the yeah. son? Is he Sigourney Weaver's son yeah, from the original? That'd be badass. Like, uh, I mean, because it's going to be really curious to see who he is. Is he a recruit? Right. Is he going to be somebody that's coming in to take the place of? Like, exactly. are they handing off the torch kind yeah. of a thing? It's going to be really – but whatever he is, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Paul Rudd is brilliant. Exactly. So. I mean, watching the elevation of his career and many others come from coming from, like um, – wet hot summer and oh, yeah. like 40 year old virgin and role models and yeah just yeah i love seeing him actually put his acting skills to the test because like you said he is a great actor so yeah. he deserves that credit just like seth rogan and steve carell so. absolutely absolutely and you know thankfully for the for the marvel films and paul rudd they do a brilliant job of they utilized what he's best at comedy but these films also had emotional storylines where he had to be serious Agreed. and where he had to be angry or he had to be you know distraught or heartbroken and it showed his acting range yeah. ant-man and, and and the avengers film showed his acting range and Agreed. i think a lot of people now are jumping on that going hey this guy he's got more yeah, than just comedy he can do it and so good for him i think he's going to be brilliant at ghostbusters 2020 yeah, so honestly honestly now this next one i know you're pretty intrigued about it the lincoln lawyer is going to come back and be a series for cbs yes pretty uh, excited about yeah i saw the matthew mcconaughey film once and i think it was kind of a pop in pop out situation and what i saw of it it was pretty good and it's going to be based around the same character right right it is it's based on the book yeah um which also the movie was based on the book yeah and yeah it's this character it's been actually a character that's run through a series of novels yeah um and it's going to follow along those same thing it was actually in in i guess development at abc Mm -hmm. abc decided to pass on it so cbs is going to pick it up 
Um, so this is yeah for me the the one name that jumped out at me that I would made me excited about the project is David E Kelly. Yeah. If you guys don't know uh, David E Kelly, uh, Ali McBeal, Boston Legal, Private Practice. He he's the, you know the mastermind behind a ton of legal shows that yeah. were huge hits on television. Exactly. Um, he's he's definitely one of the, one of the the best television producers over the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If it's legal and it's David E. Kelly, I feel pretty confident it's probably going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting premise. It can be definitely one of those dramas that serialize. You're going to want to tune in every week because right. I feel like it's going to be an ongoing story right. from week to week to exactly. week. Even though maybe the cases change yeah. week to week, it, it's going to be one of those. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if this one's going to be on network or on all access. Yeah, because now they're crossing the lines. Yeah. You know, with the good fight, they just started showing season one on network. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And maybe they launch on network, put it on access mm-hmm. or vice versa. Right. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll find out out what when they announce what where it's gonna the platform it's gonna be uh i think either or it's gonna do well maybe you know based on the movie and based on the novels i think they could get a little bit more into the storyline if they go all access just because you can deal with some of the things that maybe you can't on network television um so i I don't know casting i think will be crucial Mm -hmm. um matthew mcconaughey was completely viable in the role so you have to kind of find somebody that's going to be able to because not always a nice guy yeah Um, so kind of a douche a little bit yeah and and so you it's that guy you you want to hate but you really love because you just at some point feel for where he's at and what he's doing um so i feel casting is going to be important will michelle pfeiffer show up right she's seen a nice resurgence over the last couple years thanks to ant-man wow that's a nice segue uh ant-man is so you know and for anybody who doesn't know why i brought it she's married to david e kelly Mm -hmm. um so has been for years and so i mean that'd be interesting i could totally see her in that i'd be a nice return to television for her and i mean i don't know i'm just excited about the project uh josh lucas david i mean he's he's basically matthew mcconaughey well i mean you know (laughs) he's a great actor though josh lucas is anything you've ever seen him in he's a really great actor yeah i mean so just i'm just putting that out there yeah let's see what happens man let's see what happens well other announcements coming out this week shay Shay mitchell announced that she was pregnant and she also announced her new original youtube series that's going to be on her specific channel and it's going to follow the process through motherhood about uh until she gives birth to her new child it's going to be a bi-weekly show she's going to release it on july 17th uh on a wednesday so that's pretty exciting and just want to specify it's not a part of youtube premium so <laughs> make sure to subscribe to her youtube channel to yes, watch jlo not happy about that no like, man you like, can't bill it as a youtube you original series if it's not being created exactly. by youtube i'm just so. saying because i feel like you're shedding light to something that only has cobra kai i'm going to be honest with you they only have cobra kai and that's the only thing attracting people to them and I mean, this is her own independent YouTube channel. Right. It's just like Will I Smith. I mean, you, I production. guess you could bill it. It's an original series airing on 
YouTube on her YouTube, YouTube channel, channel yeah. right? But not a YouTube original exactly. series. Exactly. So I guess I just you have it, to be really it's careful. Like the fine print type shit. I like, do like you know though. I've always been a fan of Shay. Yeah. Um, Pretty Little Liars. I'm sure all all of our female listeners know her from Pretty Little Liars. But she's done a ton of other stuff, and she's a really ten. But she's a wine lover. Yeah. So you know, I've always been a fan. I like anybody who likes wine. And apparently, this show is going to show her endless hunt to try to find non alcoholic wine during her pregnancy <laughs> because hilarious. she's a wine lover and wants to find a way to not have to give that up yeah so that in itself should be pretty entertaining yeah. i'll at least tune in for that yeah um so but i'm with you though jayla yeah. I, I do i feel like bill it properly it's an original exactly. series to air on shay mitchell's youtube channel exactly not an original youtube yeah because if mean, she didn't partner with them it's not yeah yeah and i mean we so Anyway, yeah. I, I, these shows t- tend to do well. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be of high production value. I'm sure it's going to be really entertaining. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, my thing is, and why we want to keep an eye on this is because if you get people with some means mm-hmm. and they can just bypass the middleman and they create their own content and exactly. put it out there without having to pitch it to a YouTube or an Amazon or something, what's that going to start doing? You're going to, maybe you're going to start seeing a lot of these celebrities just make their own shit and exactly. put it up on their own platform. I mean, um, I so where's that future going? That that's what we really want to keep an eye on. Honestly. Where's that going to go? Honestly, honestly, well, this next one, uh, he's trying to get a future. Uh, Bill Cosby <laughs> is launching another appeal to try to get out of jail from his 2004 rape trial. Mm-hmm. So insane. His lawyer came out and said they're launching the appeal because of the other accusers who were presented in the trial that testified against him. Uh, like the time ran out on their accusations, right? Right, right. the statute of limitations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bill had a little too He's tired yeah. of uh, too many... Um, uh, pudding pops apparently and pudding, maybe having a little too many pudding pops bill i don't know um yeah did this and by the way this is a ridiculous attempt at an appeal right yes these these other women that came forward the statute of limitations ran out so they couldn't charge him and 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 ha- go to trial but they more than what his attorneys opened the door on previous behavior exactly once that door is opened you can't the, close it. The, the prosecutor has open. every right to use that. Exactly. And these women testifying on his past behavior and that they did to them what the, you know the, he also did to the woman that actually was able to you know charge him and move forward. That's allowed, guys. Exactly. I mean, so this idea of this appeal that somehow yeah. that played into a wrongful He's conviction. He's saying it messed with his image, so the public went against him or the jury went against him. Well, if you did it, you did it. And he said he did. Yeah, that's the thing. He admitted that he drugged these women. He he admitted that he had sexual contact with these Mm, women. mm, mm, mm. He just claims, like all of these people do, that it was consensual. I'm sorry, Bill, but when the woman is out cold, it's not consensual. So you did it, bro. You got to serve your time. And I think. We've talked about this, but with all of these douchebags out there Mm -hmm. still, you know, it's important that the one that has been convicted, the one that is in prison, serve that time because we need more of these people in prison. And if you let the one out that you did convict, what are you sending I feel like that would send a message to these other prosecutors that are currently in trials with these other guys. Why are we doing it? Because they're just going to get out anyway. Exactly. And you don't want to send that message. So, uh, Bill, you got to 
have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck and up. Shut the Just fuck stay, up. Just <laughs> stay, stay, do your three years and, you know, have a Coke, smile, shut the fuck up. Exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, other douchebags we want to mention, uh, Taylor Swift's old manager, right? Oh, yeah, and break in today, yeah. Um, well, her old music, her old company. Her old company. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Machine yeah. was sold and... Taylor Swift's not so favorite person, Scooter Braun, is yeah. the one who who bought it. Yeah. Um. If you remember, they had a falling out a few years back with the whole uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye right. thing. Yeah. Um. Secretly being recorded and basically, you know, they going into Used, a throwdown. Yeah. And, um. That whole thing was ugly, and then of course she's always had a beef with Big Machine. Yeah. Uh. Saying that she was signed early, fifteen, and they were manipulating her career yeah. and control and everything. So kind of had a falling out there and apparently she i mean she released a statement basically saying this is her worst nightmare Mm -hmm. that these are two people who have basically abused her and not physically we're just saying manipulating and controlling her career and bullying her career and in negative ways and now the one has sold to the other and she was basically cut completely out of it. Uh, She wasn't even offered guys a chance to buy her own catalog back. We all know, especially with the new deal she just signed with the new record company, she's got more than enough money to buy her catalog. Um, So, and she basically on Tumblr released a statement saying, look, you know, these are the type guys these guys are. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff that I've had to go through and now she just feels like she's trapped. Like she will forever be you know, controlled by these guys yeah. or under these guys' thumbs. Goodness and gracious. I just, I, I think, it, I, I understand it. We've talked about this before. It, it's not new. You know, we've talked about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney yeah. and the screwing over the catalog there. You know, I mean, it happens. Prince and his label. Yeah. Um, but to not even give her the opportunity yeah. to buy her catalog just shows that it was shady behind exactly. it. You know, and and Taylor, we're with you. Yeah, uh, you know, and just do what you do. Exactly. Keep doing what you do, and you know. Exactly. I hate that people have to profit off of it, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> we'll be following that one too, because yeah. I, I would be shocked if we don't get a response from Scooter. Exactly. Um. So we'll we'll, be, we'll follow yeah. that. We'll let you guys know. But yeah, that broke. Oh, this morning, so we'll be on it. So crazy, so crazy. Well, some exciting news for Warner Brothers Entertainment. They name a new CEO, and Sarnoff. Oh, my goodness. She is a New York-based BBC Studios America's president who is now the first chairwoman and CEO of Warner Brothers Entertainment, and her main focus is going to be helping their streaming service get off the ground. She really helped the BBC in the North American market with a direct-to-consumer streaming service, BritBox, which introduced like 800,000 subscribers. So I think she's the right person for the job. Yeah, so she she basically built that one from scratch. Exactly. And this is going to be really cool because she's shown that she can develop a streaming service successfully here in North America yeah. for a foreign country. For a foreign market, so, yeah. Uh, one, I think that Disney's banking on the fact that she can launch a streaming service again here in North America. Yeah. But she's also going to have the opportunity now because of her relationship with the BBC to also be the flip side and launch Disney Plus, I would guess, in the foreign market yeah. as well. So it's a brilliant hire. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you know her, her past experience, she's got a proven track record. And I, I think this is a brilliant move. And by the way, huge, huge shout out all of us here at Crazy Ant. We could not be more happy that one of these big giant studios 
finally, exactly. finally named a woman chairwoman and CEO. Exactly. Um, Especially after all the shit that just went down with their last one at Warner. Yeah, Media, we right? all know why they needed a new yeah, one. Like, uh, sexual allegations and this like promising to to get people roles exactly. for in Sexual exchange favors, for sex and like, and like it's just a they he was ousted obviously or he resigned yeah, slash whatever. ousted um and and you know they they've been basically run by committee yeah. you know three or four people have been serving as interim ceos so she is replacing them um i think it's a brilliant move i think it's gonna it's gonna do well for the streaming Agreed. i think overall it's gonna just do well yeah. for warner media I, I i it's just a it's a smart smart move exactly exactly you never know they might come out of left field and just knock all these other competitors out of the market yeah you know disney's out there bragging about all of their shit that they're gonna have on disney plus and rightfully so yeah but Warner is also in that position. Exactly. Warner they Brothers a has a huge film library and a huge, you know. Family uh, friendly library, fa- yeah, too. And, like, and bring back Bugs. Bring back Donald. All Bernard of them. All of, all of them. And, <laughs> and HBO. So, much like Disney has, like, this adult stuff, yeah. you know, to put on Hulu, Warner also has an adult line of stuff from HBO, plus all, like you said, Bugs Bunny and all the cartoons and stuff like Not to mention DC Comics, guys. Exactly. Disney Plus has Marvel, but don't forget, Warner Media does have DC Comics. Exactly. We've talked about this on the past couple of weeks on the show. What that means for DC's streaming service, we don't know, because yeah. it might be integrated into Warner Media's streaming service, but... The fact remains that that content will be available exactly. by Warner Media. So you're right. I, I I see them. You know, everybody's talking about the big blows between Netflix and Disney, but don't be surprised if you see Warner Media sneak up in there. Exactly. I mean, it, it's possible for sure. Yeah, honestly, honestly. Well, continuing talking about the streaming wars, it's not all good for all the studios and production companies. Amazon Studios is suffering right now, man. They just took a huge loss with the latest film they released late night and also their distribution marketing guy is leaving bob bernie and because uh, the ceo and him have not gotten along no no jennifer sulky sulky and uh and bernie they've butted heads a few times they yeah. just don't seem to be on the same page now she's got a lot of really smart people surrounding yeah. her like ted hope and and, yeah. and and a bunch of guys so she says she still feels pretty confident in the direction and with her team right but th- for whatever reason her and bernie have just not seen eye to eye yeah and i mean their past few films uh and god god help me i forget the name of the one with uh, joaquin phoenix but uh mm-hmm. Like you were here, maybe something if like you, if, if, I, if you yeah. were here. I think. Um, but it bombed. It yeah. and it had Joaquin Phoenix. And I look, know. I'm going to tell you, I watched it and it was fantastic. Yeah. It was a brilliant film, but it did not make money. And now this one with Mindy Kaling the, it did not make money. Yeah. And and I can see. I mean, I would guess that it's kind of coming down on Bernie because you know, with when things don't make money, they weren't marketed exactly. properly. But, his hands were kind of tied. Exactly. I, think. I mean, they freaking paid thirteen million for this film, and it only got ten point six domestically. At the, yeah. So they're probably going to lose around forty million dollars. Yeah, because they pumped in almost thirty-five million for marketing. Oof. Like, but where did that go? Exactly. Like, you spent thirty-three. I didn't see. I've never heard of this film. Yeah. No. Me, <laughs> like, me either. Until Mindy Kaling started promoting it yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it. Um, and so where did that 33 million in marketing exactly. go and why didn't it work? Exactly. And I mean, that could be why Bernie's maybe Salky's blaming him. Maybe yeah. he's blaming her. Goodness. I don't know. But her response to the whole thing was, is again, she feels comfortable, comfortable with her team still yeah. and that she is focused on original films for the long term. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't, I don't know. It seems I mean, like she's focused more on television, and even with that, you have that one. Uh, I get a Pete show. I mean, you have old HBO shows yeah. like Entourage, but you have Marvelous Miss Maisel. But yeah, it's still, I I don't feel like they're doing enough. No, they've been hitting and missing with the originals. Yeah. You know, Sneaky Pete, like you said, and then they have uh, a Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is a huge hit. But then um the the you know the the one with Krasinski mm-hmm. uh moderate yeah. it wasn't everybody thought that that was going to knock it out of the yeah. park you know but but not really yeah um Jack so, Ryan the Jack Ryan Jack the Jack Ryan, Ryan series yeah. there you go and we all know they're spending a massive amount of money on the new Lord of the Rings yeah. series coming that could make or break it right Amen, there man. I think um Honestly. so I, I don't know well not always and we shouldn't say Sulky wasn't in charge at this point but they don't always make the best decisions there at, at Amazon Mm-mm. you know you had a hugely popular show in the last tycoon that they canceled after one season yep. and it's still wanted people exactly. still want that back so it's hit and miss like I said they haven't always made the right decisions in the film or the TV so I, I don't know Agreed. we're gonna have to keep an eye on it and see what sulky does because yeah, I mean honestly because w- as a consumer you just want them all to strive and prosper man because I love good content yeah yeah but I mean the look like like you said at the top of the show the war is brewing man yeah. it's coming and it's and it's getting more and more ugly yeah. as the competition rises so man if sulky and her team are not on top of this mm-hmm. I, I mean one thing that they have going for them bezos money yeah i mean I <laughs> look out of all like, of them amazon has the most money to keep funneling into all these productions yeah that said though i mean bezos is not a dumb man exactly. so you can only have so many losses before he's like mm, is this worth my money exactly so i mean i think they need to get their shit together we'll have to see agreed agreed well other people who i feel like need to get their shit together silver pictures because joel silver yeah the dude that's on the name yeah. Um, he intends to leave the company and go out on his own. This is super crazy. Uh, Al Sadoff, who's a former ICM partner agent who joined uh, Silver Pictures several years ago as the CEO, he said, "We're working with him in a production in a productive way to go forward with his career, like creatively and suit wise." But I mean, it seems like he kind of just didn't like the way things are going for his own company. It's crazy when things get so big that you just don't have any control anymore. Right. And unfortunately for Joel, he's under contract still to them. So that's the whole we have to figure out how to make him fill his contract obligation, but still also let him go. See, this is another we one. I think that Joel should have maybe learned from the the whole Michael Eisner and Mike Ovitz mistake. Yeah. When you bring in talent agents to run your company, mm-hmm. maybe not a smart idea. Agreed. Um that didn't work and apparently this didn't work when yeah. you brought in Sadoff. Uh Sadoff for the last several years apparently has just been trying to weed Silver out. Yeah. They just they don't seem to get along. They don't they're not on the same page apparently and I mean It's so crazy cuz this guy had like massive massive hits back in the day in 80s and 90s like lethal weapon sherlock holmes the matrix predator uh haunted on the hill house nice guys book of eli with denzel washington so many good ones yeah veronica mars which just saw a nice little comeback 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's unfortunate. He's I've always looked up to him as a producer. He's, yeah. he's definitely one of the most prolific producers in the '80s and '90s for sure. I yeah. mean, like you said, that the list of hits were just endless for him. So I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. I I don't know what you know. I feel like maybe Silver Productions is going to go the Apple route. Yeah. They're going to realize that maybe you need Silver yep. in Silver Productions to actually be okay. Exactly. Uh, like you needed need jobs, jobs in Apple. <laughs> but um, we'll see. Whatever. I think that Joel is going to be just fine. Agreed. So we'll we'll keep an eye on Silver Productions. Exactly. But Joel is going to be just fine. Well, you know, you got all these streaming services who are probably more than willing to pick him up. <laughs> oh, you would think so. I right. Mean, or maybe it's going to end up being like what Sherry Lansing just did with Paramount, where mm-hmm. she just goes out on her own mm-hmm. you know kind of a thing yeah. um you, you know I, I don't know we'll see yeah we'll we see. shall see we shall see well we want to end it in industry news with uh, at a somber tone beth chapman you know her from a and e's dog the bounty hunter she is dog's wife she has passed away after her battle with cancer at the age of 51 and this is just super sad because if you ever watch the show, you can see how close-knit this family was. You see how much that dog actually appreciated her. And she seemed like just an overall good person. So it's just sad when you see an overall good person pass away before their time. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is. And it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward. Um you know, when you take a loss like that, and you are so close. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. But fifty again. This is like the third person, dude, in their early fifties over the last couple of months. Singleton and Luke Perry, and mm-hmm. now Beth. That it, that's terrifying, I man. Know. And you got to start asking yourself, you know, is the industry a stress cooker? Exactly. That's just like you know. Exactly. I, I feel like, you know, cancer. You never know. Yeah. But. I, I do know that when you get it, you got to be at the top of your game to try to fight it. Exactly. And if you're under a lot of stress and you're under, you know, and, you know, with the strokes and stuff with the other two guys, it's just, it's terrifying, man. It is really terrifying. It's, it, they seem to be just younger and younger. These people are passing. Agreed. And, uh, I don't know, thoughts and prayers, definitely going out to dog and, and the family. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I can imagine it's a tough time. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right, now it is time for the top five segment, and oh man, this week it is top five fictional towns or cities that you have seen in any sort of capacity. Books, games, TV shows, movies, all of that good shit. Now, I went a little crazy because, I mean, I was a video game connoisseur when I was a little bit younger, and I mean, even a little bit now, because... My number five pick is Los Santos on GTA 5 because, I mean, it's based off of L.A. And I always remember the first time we came to L.A. and I, we went down Santa Monica, the Pacific Coast Highway, and it's literally right out of the video game, or the video game is right out of real life. But it was just an awesome sight to see, especially someone who is such a big fan of the game. You know what? Now it would be really interesting to go back into that game and see if they've got Dwayne Street and Silver Lake Boulevard. Right. What the fuck? (laughs) We drove down that street the other day. If you've never gone up Dwayne Street to go down to Silver Lake Boulevard. it's so sketchy. It is like a roller coaster, y'all. It is the most steep hill with a come to the top drop. Oh, my God. You got to go back into the game and see if they got that accurate because, man. We literally were like, oh, shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I bet in the game you could take that car up and, And like, leap. fly, yeah. And fly because, man, what a Y'all be careful on that road, okay? Be careful, be careful. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, number four, I got South Park from South Park. Of course. Of course. Oh, man. And then three, I got 
Toontown from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was my introduction to adult animation. And, I mean, it broke ground in so many levels in the entertainment industry. It really did. I mean, all this live-action animation mix. Yeah. I mean, it, it started with it. Exactly. It really did. I mean, exactly. groundbreaking. Honestly. Number two, I got Gotham, Batman, of, of course. course. That is my overall all-time favorite in the DC universe, so of course I would put that down. And number one, by no surprise, if you guys have listened to any of our other top five, is Quahog, Rhode Island. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Family Guy and Seth McFarlane. No. Oh, man. No, no, no. He's not one of the idols or anything, someone I look up to. <laughs> but yes, that is my top five. I want to visit all these places. Yeah, I mean, if, if they at all were real, they would be great. Of course. So... I've got Dylan Texas mm. from Friday Night Lights. Football junkie. Of course. I'm a football junkie. Yeah. I mean, come on. Friday Night Lights, both the TV series and the film. Oh, Brilliant. I love the film. But, I mean, the film is just amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the series. I mean, Michael B. Jordan, guys. Yeah. Okay. Friday mm-hmm. Night Lights. Let's not forget. He was in Dylan. Okay? Yeah. All right. Point Place from mm. that 70s show. Yeah. I wanted to live there. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of that group. I'm yeah. just saying. Seriously. I wanted to be a part of that group. I mean, what an amazing show. Just, yeah. You know, and I, too, am a comic book geek, although I'm on the other side of it. I am Superman. Yeah. So, Smallville. Mm. Smallville. Yeah. Uh, I'll go the early years. Of course, you could throw in. I could say Metropolis, too. Yeah. You know, just do a tie, a Smallville and Metropolis. But, uh, yeah, big fan. Thought the show was brilliant and the town is brilliant. Um, Sunnydale, Buffy the mm, Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yes, I'm a huge Whedon fan, and I just I loved Buffy from start to finish. Uh, bigger fan of the show than the film. Yeah. But loved both. Yeah. Um, Didn't we so, see the house here? Didn't we see we the did. house? Oh shit. We did. Mm. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so Sunnydale, uh, one of my other towns that i would like to have visited and of course shout out to lil cam and shawnee and basically every female i know <laughs> right like stars hollow i mean because who doesn't want to go to stars hollow yes. um i talk a lot i talk fast i love coffee <laughs> uh i feel like i could fit right, right in, in to stars hollow <laughs> oh, you man. know we i'm a filmmaker i could talk with kirk about his all his little yes. crazy stuff by the way james guns your brother you know you guys are there's so many Stars Hollow was Gotham from the 60s. Remember the 60s Batman show? Like every huge star was trying to get on that show yeah, and to make a guest appearance. Exactly. That's Stars Hollow. Yeah. Every You go back and watch, you see how many people went through Stars Hollow. Yeah, you got to see how many freaking stars came from that show too. I mean, exactly. you got Milo, Melissa, Ex- Alexis. like a, a Huge. Yeah. Huge. So again, Stars Hollow. Hell my, yeah. Number one on my list. Definitely. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't I don't know what's going on guys, but it's been a slow summer. It's been a slow summer at the box office. I don't <laughs> I don't know why. Nobody had any money left uh, after uh, Endgame. Apparently they what? went and saw it like five times apparently. and then that was it. That was it. Um number one last week was Toy Story. It came in a little under my predictions. Uh I predicted forty five to sixty million, but it came in at one twenty. Now listen guys. It was the top of the line for the franchise, and it broke a world record for any animated film. So, yes, underneath the predictions, everybody else's predictions as well, but still a fucking boatload of money. <laughs> like You know whose predictions it didn't come under? Who? Disney. Mm. Who was very smart and came in on the low end? Yeah, because you know, I mean, they not. Yeah. First, I think they were trying to be, you know, okay, let's yeah. not. Yeah. But they also like, 
okay, we're going to have the number one box office yeah, for the next course. eight years. You know they so were. they don't want to brag. Yeah. So, but they were smart to come in with the lower numbers, and they were they were more accurate to what it did. So yeah. Just that's, saying. That's awesome. That's awesome. I still really want to see this one because it looks awesome. I mean, it seems to be the final chapter for all the original guys, and hopefully the final chapter for the franchise. Maybe branch out with other characters, but with the original guys, close the book. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was great run, agreed. but it is time. Obviously. I mean, it was obviously time not to open back up the book of Child's Play. No. Because oh. <laughs> I was expecting a whole lot more. I predicted, it came in at number two, by the way. I predicted 20 to 30 million, and it only pulled in 14. Oh. Uh, I heard no good things about this film. No, yeah. no. And I mean, I know everybody was initially excited when Mark Hamill was attached yeah. to do the voice. And look, he's an epic Joker. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's done a lot of really insanely awesome characters mm-hmm. and scary characters. Exactly. Yeah, Trickster on Flash and like all these different, but he couldn't even save it. Exactly. I mean, the force was not with him it in this one. No, no. Anybody. I mean, there was no rise of the Skywalker, if you will, for uh, this no, one. No. Um, but yeah, just, and our good friend Riley, he was just like, he, boy, he gave it a he real did. critique. Yeah. He was just like, no. So, so funny. So he's got a pretty good, you know, pick rate too. So if he says, don't see it, he probably shouldn't see it. Exactly. I'm just saying. He would make an epic, movie critic slash podcaster i feel like he would like he riley start your own podcast on anchor man yeah bro like go for it man i feel like you've got a lot to say you should totally do it i would love Uh, that would be yeah that would be epic but yeah this movie just mm. Mm -mm, apparently mm. it wasn't you know child's play it It was was not not. it it was it was bad no they changed every i mean it wasn't the like a demon anymore in the body it was some chip or something yeah like completely digital like yeah yeah. and that's one that save for red box don't waste your money um (laughs) red box wow right there's a reference does Uh, anybody do that anymore i don't know i don't even know like i mean with all the streaming sites you never i mean in amazon you can rent movies on amazon exactly so exactly Uh, three and four, I got flip-flopped. I predicted Men in Black International to be three and Aladdin to be four, but Aladdin was three and Men in Black was four. Aladdin pulled in 13.2 and Men in Black pulled in 10.7. I still really want to see the Aladdin movie because I've heard from multiple people that it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I've heard. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And again, Disney. Exactly. Just killing it. So keeping track, that's two in the top five that are Disney movies that you named, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just this week. Next week, I'm betting it's going to be three. I I would have to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, Secret Life of Pets came in at number five with around 10.2 million. And that's probably the last time you'll even care about seeing that movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, new movies coming out this week. Pretty excited about this one. Yesterday, you know, that telling of the Beatles were never really here. So this guy's taking credits for all their songs. Uh, apparently, it, the story's been told before. Uh, apparent, according to two authors. One yeah. a filmmaker, one a, a book writer. Um, have said that, yes, it's uh, strikingly similar to mm. their 
yeah. content. But um, I mean, if a Beatle signs off on it, go yeah, see Ringo it. signed off on it. Yeah, and who cares? I mean, come on. Let's be honest about it. What out there hasn't been done already, exactly. or isn't taken from maybe a little something else? I mean, exactly. it, every story is a piece of another story. Agreed. It's been like that since the beginning. So. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, new movies also coming out this week. Annabelle comes home. Oh man, just continuing that Conjuring franchise. Honestly, and we heard about uh, Conjuring 3 coming out soon, so that would be pretty cool, or at least starting production. Yep, uh, yep. I know our buddy Shannon Cook would love that to happen. He would love to get that call to get back on that set because he had such great things to say about it. Absolutely. And you know, other than the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would say this is really the only other, in the past decade or so, universe that they've kind of built because for anybody who doesn't know that annabelle and the conjuring and all the they're all connected yeah. the omen the nun yeah uh, they're all connected in this universe so uh, yeah just uh, they've been pretty successful at yeah it. yeah honestly honestly and movies that are already out that you can still go see avengers endgame with the new footage um toy story 4 aladdin secret life of pets men in black rocket man John Wick 3, and Child's Play. Mm. I, I have high hopes for Endgame. I'm putting it back in the top five. But let's get to number one. I think it's going to be Toy Story again. Well under the first week, I think it's going to be 50 to 60 million. Number two, I think will be Annabelle Comes Home with around 20 to 25 million. Number three, I think will be Yesterday with around 15 to 20 million. Number four, I think will be Aladdin with around 5 to 10 million. And number five... I'm pulling for Endgame to be around five to ten million because last week it got pulled in around six, right? Uh, yeah, altogether it was. I yeah. think yeah. So no, little under seven altogether, but yeah. And now just twenty six million shy. Yeah, twenty six million shy. Yeah. On your left, On coming your left. in. Exactly. Oh man, exactly. I hope so. And now it's time for IMDb Pro Top Trenders. Oh man, we love this app. We use it every single day auditions you can go on auditions you can track the latest box office for every single day you can track your favorite stars and any breaking news that they get attached to any projects it's such a great app i love it honestly um it's the best it, it is the best it is the best the top trending movie this week is really surprising to me because i have yet to hear anything good about it murder mystery that new jennifer aniston and adam sandler pick on netflix Ugh. It makes me want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it at the same time because I just don't want to waste like an hour and a half of my life. Right. But so many people are talking about it. I just really don't think Adam Sandler cares for good filmmaking anymore. No. I don't, I, he signed that multi-million dollar mega picture deal with Netflix, and mm -hmm. he's just pumping them out. Agreed. He's pumping out crap to collect the paycheck. Agreed. That is my opinion, but that it, it would definitely appear that that's what's, what he's doing. Agreed. Agreed. Top tending tv show is still there chernobyl i still gotta watch this i mean people are only saying great things about it so i gotta find it and i gotta watch it uh the top trending star is jima archerton who is a part of the murder mystery film but honestly i have no idea what else she's been in no, no nothing I mean, yeah. like extravagant no, like, no and should tell you titans and yeah clash of the titans way back and like just 
should tell you everything about uh, murder mystery. Yeah, I mean, exactly. she's the top trending star, not Jennifer Aniston or Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you everything about that movie. Exactly. I'm just uh, everything you need to know. Exactly, exactly. Well, transitioning into the music side of things, I won't make any old jokes because I don't want to be hammered on Twitter. And by you. I'm just saying. <laughs> who, who, who on the list is old, Jayla? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, nobody, nobody. No, no. Nobody with gray hair or like a virgin. Uh, vi- top selling vinyl album sales goes to Bruce Springsteen's Western the Stars. The Boss, he the says. The Boss. Um, I'm guessing he's got a lot of folky, a lot of like acoustic guitar on here. So I'm guessing that's going to do really well on a vinyl uh, record player. So. You know, yeah, you know. and it's the boss, and it's the boss. He I says. mean, come on, <laughs> the man is brilliant. He's a legend. Oh my goodness! Well, the top trending radio song this week goes to Khaled. Khaled's talks off his latest album. That's doing pretty well. Top digital song sales is Taylor Swift. You just need to calm down. Uh, which apparently is a crazy ass video. If you're under the influence of anything. It's going to be intense. Yeah, because you'll think you are if you're not when you're watching it. And if you are, you might be transported to a whole different world. George Clooney will be trying to get you back to Earth. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Her past couple videos, that one with Brendan Urie, and just they're so colorful. Yeah, they're intense. I mean, they are intense. This one's in a trailer park, and, you know, Ryan Reynolds is like in it, and like all these famous people are in it. It's just, it's intense. If you haven't seen it, watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. And the top digital album sales goes to Madonna, Madam X. Oh, man, she's been in reinventing herself for years. And like we were talking about earlier, all these younger artists have really like followed her mold, followed I think her so. template. I think she's responsible for so many of them, including Taylor Swift, Lady mm-hmm. Gaga, just so many of the people who have followed her lead in reinventing the genre of music that they sing or the image that they present i mean it's how you stay relevant Mm -hmm. there's only a handful of people i can think of that have been around for as long as she's been around and i think it's because she's been able to adapt to whatever the current situation is in music and she's done it successfully and you know she's she guys she's had a hit album every decade for the last 40 years yeah i mean she clearly knows what uh, she's doing yeah it's awesome, it's awesome. And that's why she is the artist of the week, just killing it in the game. And that's why she is also awarded the top 200 Billboard albums of this week there with her Madam X. Honestly, I mean, I just want to know, are young, younger people streaming this? I mean, I feel like moms are, and then the daughters hear it, and which gets them caught, caught or hooked onto it. So that's what I think is happening. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I would think more men, but really? moms and daughters. Men. Yeah. Interesting. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard the album. Maybe it's great. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, the and of course for the twelfth straight week, the top streaming song and the Hot 100 album goes to Little Nas X, Old Town Road. Twelve straight weeks at number one. Like I said, that's insane, man. He's a very young guy experiencing. A high amount of success so congratulations to him and hopefully his EP does well because he's trying a whole bunch of different genres on there so and it's all positivity it is all positive and that's a good thing I mean you know we need more of that so hopefully it does catch on and look man keep your head straight Mm -hmm. okay hopefully 
Billy Ray's guiding you a little bit Agreed. because when you have that much success that early, man, it can get tricky. Exactly. So keep your head straight, keep doing what you're doing, and you know, hopefully it hits. I, I, I hope he's not a one-hit wonder. I hope that the EP does well and mm-hmm. and he and, and he has a great career. Agreed. Agreed. Well, anyway, guys, thank you again for coming along, and getting a little crazy with us on this show. Oh man, it was the battle of the streaming wars this week. So much shit about streaming content. <laughs> It was insane. Make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, at Crazy Ant Media. Make sure to follow us both personally, myself at JLo Fantastic, and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right. We have strong opinions about things and tweet every day. We're entertaining people. Just like and follow. We'll probably interact with you back. I mean, we love talking to new people because it's what we do it is what we do Honestly. i like to talk exactly i'm just he saying does like to talk he does like to talk uh make sure to subscribe to this podcast inside the crazy ant farm anywhere you listen to your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music all those good places leave a comment give us some stars we just appreciate all the feedback any feedback honestly and make sure to visit our website crazyantmedia.com where we are now selling shirts if you go to our merchandise tab it is on spreadshirt.com with crazy ant media it has all of our logos on there it looks fantastic get you a hoodie get you a tank top get you a hat they look fantastic crazy gear that's what i'm calling it's it. crazy gear it is i mean you know it is and also i'm just gonna plug a little teaser we are also gonna sell our photography prints here soon some crazy prints from all of us here at Crazy Ant Media. Myself, Dustin, Emily, and Tavia are all phenomenal photographers. You could put them up on your walls, in your offices, uh, phone backgrounds, anything. These are landscape, architectural, all different kinds. It's not photos of us, guys. It's no, not. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, they really are fantastic photographs. We've been lucky enough over the last three years to be able to travel all over the country. Yeah. And we've gone to a lot of really cool locations. Agreed. And we've all kind of snapped some really great pictures of all these different locations. Agreed. So if you're looking for anything, I mean, like, you know, beaches or cities. Mm, yeah. Or or, or desert mountains, desert like mountains, you know, antiques. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some great uh, texture yeah. photography in there. Animals. It's yeah. just whatever. We've got something exactly. that I guarantee you would like to hang on the wall. Exactly. So. We have something for you. And we also have a, a great cheesecake place for you to visit. <laughs> we want to plug them one more time uh, for, at Westland, or West, Westland, what, what? Upland, 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 <laughs> uh, Upland, California. Oh my gosh! He must be cheesecake high. <laughs> I am cheesecake high slash wasted. It's so good. Oh my gosh! Make sure to visit there. It was so delicious. And I mean, I'm gonna send the one and only Oprah, Oprah. a shout out and go to the cheesecake wasted. One more time. One, two, three. Oprah. Oprah.